I had the privilege of meeting some of you um, a little bit before service started, but if I haven't had the chance to meet you, my name is Amy, as Andy said. Um, we moved here from Florida a few years ago to plant this church, and we absolutely love the community that is being built here. We love this church. We love the people that God has brought. It's fun to hear the stories because some of you are from this area, and then some of you moved from New Zealand. I mean, it's just crazy how how God brings us together. So if I haven't had the chance to meet you today, um, I hope I get to meet you afterwards. But anyways, we started a new series called Living Color. You guys can see the beautiful art behind me that we did um, after service together last week. And so when I was thinking about this series, I thought naturally of my favorite color. And my favorite color is blue. So I, I wanted to bring you just a beautiful picture of the color blue today. Isn't that just beautiful, right? And so I, I, I was at home and I was going through the, my drawer and I found um, our paint swatch that we bought, I don't know how long ago, because we love to paint um, our house. And so I was looking at it and I was like, you know, if I were to walk into a paint store and I were to say, I want to paint my house blue, I want to paint my bedroom blue, they would say, well, well what color? Like what, what kind of blue? And it was amazing to me when I was looking at this paint swatch. I'll just um, have Taylor go ahead and put up the different colors of blue. It can be an array of blue. It can be a green blue. It can be a gray blue. It can be a Caribbean blue. It could be a tropical blue. It could be a navy blue. It could be all different types of blue, right? And so uh, as I was just preparing for this message and I was looking at my beautiful paint swatch, I thought, God, this is so true in just how it, it's, it's like for us when we read your word, when we read your Bible, and we, we start walking this faith out. It can begin as like that primary color, you know, that Crayola box of eight-count crayons, that primary base. And you, you open your Bible for the first time, and you read about Daniel in the lion's den, and you're like, oh, my goodness, this is amazing. But then as you grow and as you mature in your faith, as you start going to a life group, as you, as you start serving on different teams, maybe with the kids, you're teaching the kids a, a Bible story in the back, you begin to see different dimensions. You begin to see different colors. And I thought, this paint swatch is so true of how it is when we read your Bible and we discover more of who God is. And so today I get to share a story with you that, I've heard for years, I've read about it, I've heard about it. When I was a wee little lad, a little girl, or lads, girls, I don't even know, uh, lassie. Um, when I was a little girl, I grew up in the church, and so I was used to hearing this story about a man named Zacchaeus. And I thought, well, God, how am I going to teach, you know, what, what, can I, what can I actually teach about this man? Um, maybe that would be new for people. And I thought about the color swatch, and I thought, Lord, Reveal, show to me different aspects, different angles, different, different perspectives from this story. And if you haven't heard the story of Zacchaeus, let me just tell you, I'm super excited to get to be the one to tell you about him today, to tell you about this passage because I love it so much. It's so good. So we're going to be reading out of Luke 19 today. If you have a Bible, you can open your Bible up. If you have your app, you can flip through your phone, and, uh, or you can follow on the screen behind me. But we're going to be talking about a man named Zacchaeus. If you're a theologian in here, you might call him Zacchaeus. But 
I learned the preschool song, Zacchaeus was, y'all know, if, if you know it, um, that's what I learned. So he's going to be Zacchaeus coming out of my mouth today, okay? Um, but before Jesus enters the city of Jericho, where Zacchaeus is, he's been fulfilling his ministry. He's been walking um, through cities, towns. He's been healing people. Blind eyes are literally being opened. Lame legs are being healed. Skin diseases are clearing. Um, people are beginning to put their faith in him. They're, they're experiencing salvation. I mean, it's just incredible what's happening. Jesus is doing amazing things. And so this is all leading up to this moment here in Luke 19. So let's just read that together, and then we're going to unpack it some. Luke chapter 19 Verses 1 through 10, it says, Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and he climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, He has gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house. Because this man, too, is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would just be with us in this moment today, that you would be with us in this message. God, I ask that you would open our eyes to see you in a new way, our ears to hear you. God, our minds to know you. God, our hearts to receive you. Lord, I pray that wherever we are, all coming from different paths and circumstances today, God, that you would meet us exactly where we are and that this message would speak to us and we would walk out encouraged in Jesus' name. A high point tumbler. All right, so let's do this for a second. We're going to talk about Zacchaeus. I just want to give you a little background of him. The title of um, this message today, if you're taking notes, is Open My Eyes to See. And so I want, I want us to see a couple of different perspectives in the story today. So we're going to talk about Zacchaeus for just a moment. Now, Zacchaeus was a chief tax collector, and during this time, a tax collector um, was not very popular. People did not like tax collectors. They were um, often hated. They were despised. Um, they were looked down upon. They were oftentimes grouped um, with sinners, even, even the the Bible um, points this out in Mark 2.16. It says, when the teachers of the law, who were Pharisees, saw him eating with the sinners and tax collectors, they asked his disciples, why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? Luke 3.12 says, even tax collectors came to be baptized. Teacher, what should we do? I mean, these guys, their reputation is just not good. Even these guys came. Um, Luke 5.30 says, But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law who belonged to their sect complained to these disciples, Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? So we're getting an idea now. We're getting an understanding that his job does not give him a good reputation. He was not only a tax collector, he was a chief 
tax collector. So he oversaw all the guys who were able to walk in the street and say, excuse me, I need you to open your bags. They could tax you right there on the spot. And the thing that was even worse is that they would take more money than was required to give to the government. That's how they made their money. And that's oftentimes why they had such a bad reputation. They were deceitful. They were slimy. They were no good. Okay, so now we all have an understanding now of, of Zacchaeus' role. Okay, so now we're, we're going to move on a little bit. And so it says that Zacchaeus um, wanted to see Jesus. He wanted to see who he was. So he clearly had something um, stirring in him. Maybe he just wanted to see him do a miracle, you know, water to wine. Let's see it. Let's make it happen. Come on. But he couldn't see because he was too short. It says that there was too big of a crowd. And so I kept trying to imagine myself, like, if I'm in Zacchaeus' shoes, like, where do I go? And it's super crowded. And it took me to the Georgia Aquarium on a holiday weekend. If you've ever been there, it is insane. And if you have a stroller, you can just say goodbye because that's not happening. Um, But there are so many people, it's hard to navigate. It's hard to get through. And so Zacchaeus is trying to see who this guy is. He's heard about him. We don't really know if he's hoping to meet him. We just know he wants to see him. So he, he's navigating the crowd, can't see, and he sees a tree out in the distance, a sycamore tree. And so I pulled up a picture just so we could get an idea of maybe what it might have looked like. That's beautiful. Um, but think of this being through the, a little town, and he's got to f- find some place to see Jesus from up high. So he sees this tree in the distance, and he goes, he climbs this tree, and here comes Jesus. Jesus is walking along the path. Then this happens. Jesus is walking, and then he stops, and he looks up. And, you know, if I'm Zacchaeus, I know these people don't like me. I don't have a good reputation here. I'm not trying to draw attention to myself. And I'm thinking maybe he's looking at the figs on the tree. Maybe he's just hungry and needs a fig to eat. But he looks up at the tree. He stops, and he calls his name Zacchaeus. Now, my heart would be racing because if I'm in his shoes, I'm thinking, oh, no, this is not good. All these people are walking around with him. They've probably told him about me and all the wrong that I've done to him, and now he's calling my name. And then he says this. He says, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I'm going to your house. Now, this was a big deal. Going to someone's house was not like it is today. Today we're like, ah, someone's coming over, you know, shove everything in the closet. But this was a moment of honor when someone would come to your house. I mean, this was an honorable thing that someone, someone would want to come. And here's the man that everybody's eyes are on. They're looking to, they're waiting to watch a miracle happen. And he calls on this guy in the tree, the guy that we can't stand And he says, I'm going to go to your house today. I'm going to meet your family. I'm going to meet your kids. Now, when I was younger, when we would sing this song, I always said it in this form. I always imagined Jesus was like, Zacchaeus, come down from that tree. I'm going to go to your house today. But if you read Zacchaeus' response, I don't think that's how Jesus spoke to him. I have, um, I've just jotted this down. The NIV says that Zacchaeus received him gladly. He received Jesus gladly. In the New King James Version, it says um, that it says, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down. And 
the following scripture says, so he made haste and came down and he received him joyfully. Zacchaeus, this is the New Living Translation, come down quick. I must be a guest at your home today. Zacchaeus quickly climbed down and took Jesus to his house in great excitement and joy. So we see the way that he's res- the, his response to Jesus is that of joy, excitement. This guy just called on me, and he didn't shred me in front of all these people like I should have been. That should have happened to me, and he didn't do that to me. So relief, joy, excitement. And as I was reading this, I just thought this has to be a total side note, but how often do we approach Jesus Maybe you've not encountered him before. Maybe, maybe you don't even have a clue what we're talking about sometimes when we're talking about faith and, and putting our faith in Jesus. But when you have a moment when you're just curious, God, I don't know if you're real, but if you are, I'm just going to kind of be like Zacchaeus and, you know, go into the tree and just kind of see what you're all about. And then he encounters him, and he encounters him in such a way that just blows Zacchaeus' mind because it could have been really bad. It could have been really embarrassing. And Jesus decides that he's going to publicly honor this man in front of people that don't like him. Luke 19, 8, just going back for a moment, it says, he stood up, he says, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I've cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. So we see that something has changed in his heart. Okay, this man makes a living off of stealing from all these people. So his response to be, I'm giving you half of my possessions, something has happened in his heart. There has been a change. He is turning from this one way of living to another. Something incredible happens. Luke 19, 9, the next part of the verse is, Jesus said to him, today, Salvation has come to this house because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. So I want us to remember this. When we think of Zacchaeus today, the first part of this message, when we think of this man, I want you to think and remember he was publicly disowned and despised and then publicly accepted and loved by God. That's a beautiful picture. It's a beautiful picture for us. So that's the first part of, of this message today. Think of Zacchaeus. He was publicly disowned and then publicly accepted. Now I want to focus on one other part of this story that kind of hit me between the eyes when I was reading it. Because we could just end it right there, right? We could just say, wow, that was powerful. That was great. You know, we can encounter Jesus unexpectedly. And that is true. But I want us to get into the shoes of the crowd for a minute today. Because this, I feel like if we miss this, this will greatly affect just our day-in and day-out walk with Jesus as followers of Jesus. So verse 7, Luke 19, verse 7, it says, All the people saw this, and they began to mutter. He has gone to be the guest of a sinner. Okay, so muttering is like complaining. So can we just do that for a second? Everybody just kind of go. That's what I think of when I hear the word mutter. I think of like Charlie Brown and someone on the phone going. Um, They didn't sound like that, but that's what it kind of imagined. Anyways, it was kind of a funny moment when I was reading this. But they began complaining. 
Why is he going to his house? And I thought, you know, all the times that I've read this story, I've always thought, man, these people need to just, like, get off their high horse and get over it. Let Jesus just go to this guy's house. Be nice. But then I thought, I put myself in their shoes for a minute, and I thought, wow, I actually can kind of understand why they might be a little upset. Remember, this man has probably, not probably, he has made money off of these people in a deceiving way. He has robbed these people of their money. He is the district chief tax collector. He is wealthy. And these people have been, they have stolen from them. They were complaining. And so I thought, well, what if that was me? What if that was me? And I tried to just imagine, you know, someone that I really don't like. I think we could all probably imagine somebody, okay? It can be someone that is in your social circle. It could be someone that's, you know, publicly seen. But you can imagine, if you just put yourself in the crowd's shoes, I've been living for Jesus. I put my... I've been following you. I've been working on my marriage. I've been trying to train my children up in the ways of the Bible, and it is hard. And I've been giving my life to this. I've been going to life group, and I've been serving, right? And he comes into town, and I'm thinking, man, if I can just shake his hand, man, if I could just get to even see him from afar, I would just be so blessed. And he comes to town, And he's walking through the crowd, and he calls on this guy that has hurt me. He has wronged me. I would be mad. I'd be like, you know, we'd probably all have our smartphones out, like, recording Jesus. What's he going to do? What's he going to do? And then he calls on Zacchaeus. I'd be like, well, put my phone away. This is, you know, disappointing. Right? Right? Can we kind of understand maybe where this crowd is coming from? It's not fair. I'd feel the same way. After reading this, I realized I really resonate with the crowd in this story way more than I do with anything else. And so here's what I want us to remember today. We, we don't want to miss this. I'm going to read a couple scriptures to you. Matthew 5, 46. It says, if you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? There they go again. Poor guys. <laughs> Just run, run, run through the mill there. Um, are not even the tax collectors doing that? And then Mark 2, 16 and 17, it says, When the teachers of the law, here were Pharisees, saw him eating with the sinners and tax collectors, they asked his disciples, Hey, why is he eating with tax collectors and sinners? And Jesus said to them, It's not the healthy who need a doctor but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Years ago, I've shared this story a couple times, but years ago I I had a job where I worked for someone that I just didn't like. I'm just being honest. It was hard for me. We didn't connect. And personally, like everything that I did, I just never did right. And that was really the majority of the employees. We all felt this way. It wasn't a secret that she was a difficult person to work for. And I remember um, one day, you know, I would see the, the schedule and I would see that she was there in the office and my attitude was just terrible. And I remember walking through and I was at this computer and 
I just heard God say to me, Amy, if you would spend as much time praying for her as you do complaining about her, you might actually see her the way I do. (laughs) It took me back. Knocked me off my feet a little bit. I'm like this crowd in this story. I know, I have experienced this living color that we're talking about. I've experienced a grace extended to me that I didn't deserve. I've tasted and I've seen the goodness of God. I know it's not anything that I can do to earn his love or salvation. It's all him. But she doesn't. She didn't know him. She didn't know who Jesus was. And from that moment forward, I just couldn't shake that. I couldn't shake what, what I had just not seen. I just didn't see it. You know, and sometimes that happens. Sometimes we just don't see it. We don't see that we need to adjust the dial a little bit until maybe God or a good friend steps in and says, hey. And so in this moment, from that point forward, I could not... I could not walk into my office without thinking about her. I prayed for her every time I saw her. Lord, help me. (laughs) Help me be a reflection of you today. Help me just get her one step closer to you. Maybe, maybe, Maybe I should learn if she likes coffee or tea and maybe bring her something sometime. Or maybe, maybe maybe we should try to grab lunch together. Too much? I don't know. But I just was on a mission to get to know her. I wanted to get to know her. I wanted to see her the way Jesus saw her. I wanted to understand how I could somehow be used to help her get closer to Jesus. And that's what we need to do today. If you've put your faith in Jesus, if you've decided this, yes, I need a Savior. If your eyes have been opened to that, then what we've got to do is we've got to turn and create a way for others to get to know Jesus, to experience that same salvation. There are two things that I want us to take away from this morning. Two points that I want us to focus on. You can go home, you can read the story in Luke 19, you can read it in a different translation, and maybe God will show you a different shade of blue than he showed me this week. But for this moment today, I have two things I want us to just walk out of here and remember. The first thing is this, to pray that our eyes would be open to see Jesus our eyes would be open to see Jesus like Zacchaeus. You see, he was curious. He didn't tell people around him, I want to know who Jesus is. He was curious, and so he just kind of, you know, got out there, went and climbed a tree just to get a glimpse of him. And you might be like that today. You might be sitting here feeling like Zacchaeus. I'm just here to kind of look from afar. I, I don't need... I don't need to be called upon. I don't need a miracle. 
I just kind of want to see what this is about, and that's okay. If you haven't had a moment like that, if you haven't had a chance, or maybe you just have more questions, we'll talk to you down front after service today. We'll introduce them to you. But we need to walk out of here with the first point of just opening our eyes to see Jesus. Ring night of faith in us, God. That's what we can pray for. And then the second thing that we need to do is we need to pray that we would open our eyes to see others. I could not help but think, what if, what if this story had been Zacchaeus was too short to see over the crowd, but Andy saw that he couldn't see and started pushing the crowd away and pushing them aside and saying, Zacchaeus, here, 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 come to the front and see. What if that was the story? Oh my goodness. What if we were a people marked like the opposite of this crowd? We've experienced this. If you have put your faith in Jesus, you know all of the past that you have and all the sins and all of the dark sides of life that you could just lug around with you. When you put your faith in Jesus, that goes. And you start walking new. You start walking in a new way, a new life. How powerful would it be if High Point Church was marked as a people that rather than preventing people from seeing Jesus, we parted the crowd so that people could see Jesus. What if we linked arms and said, what's your name? Let's go to coffee. Let's go to lunch. How many kids do you have? Do you have kids? Awesome. Are you going to school? Where do you go to school? And you start building a relationship with those people that don't know him yet. You grab, grab a hold of them and you say, I just, come. would you like to come to church with me? Would you like to come to life group with me? Would you like to talk about this at home? And we link arms with these people who don't know Jesus. And we help get them one step closer, one step closer. I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not worthy to know him. I, you don't, you don't even know what I've done in my past. <sighs> Let me tell you about mine. Let me tell you what he's brought freedom to in my life. Let me tell you about the obstacles that I've overcome. I'm not who I once was. It's because of him. He saved me. Well, you know, it can be anything. There can always be a reason why, right? But if we're a people who have opened our eyes to see Jesus and we have opened our eyes to see others, we can be a special, special community of people where we introduce, we get the privilege of introducing people to Jesus. See, he's not walking the streets of Kennesaw. He's not walking into your office. He's not walking into your neighborhood. He's not walking into your school. You are. We are. And so if if I can just do one, one thing of representing him well, Lord, let me do that. As we walk out of these doors today and as we walk into our community, I'm not telling you we got to be perfect like Jesus. That's impossible. But we can 
be representatives of him well. We can love and we can reach out to people. We can invite people in instead of pushing them back. I'm going to pray with us and we're going to wrap up this morning. If you haven't seen the living color that we're talking about and you want your eyes to be open to Jesus, we'll pray with you. Come down front and talk to us. We'll talk to you more about it. But if you have and you're you're realizing, man, I need to I need to have my eyes open more to others than I have been. I haven't really done this gospel justice. He saved me. He saved me. And I didn't deserve it. It doesn't matter what I've done in my past. He wiped it clean. Lord, help me see other people the way you see them. Let's pray. God, I just pray that, Lord, if there's anyone here right now, God, who's curious like Zacchaeus today, He's longing to know what you're all about or who you are, what your cross even means, your gospel even means. God, I pray that they would have the courage, God, to step out and to ask, God, that you would meet them exactly where they are. Father, I pray for all of us in here who've put our faith in you, who claim to be followers of you, but God, we've somehow missed, we've missed the point in our workplace, in our neighborhood, in our schools. God, I pray that we would open our eyes to see others. Let us open our eyes to see others. Mark 12, verse 30 through 31 says this, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this, Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. Lord, won't you help us to love our neighbors? In Jesus' name, amen.